Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Mark Zides about his book, The Pace Process for Early Career Success. Mark Zides, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. John, thanks for having me. Looking forward to our chat. Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you today. You're joining us from the Boston area. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. And today we're going to be talking about your book, The Pace Process for Early Career Success. I think everyone wants success in their careers and in their lives, um, but there's a lot of different ways we can go about navigating career uh, development and how we approach our our careers generally. And so we're going to unpack that and explore that and, and some of the insights that you share in your book. As we get started, I wanted to share Mark's bio with everybody. Mark Zides is your go-to guy for all your career advice and business needs. Mark is the founder and CEO of Core Access Consulting, an award-winning custom learning and development, professional and leadership development, and talent management firm. Core Access partners with companies such as Amazon, Thermo Fisher Scientific, Netflix, Nestle, and more to develop innovative, immersive learning solutions for their entire workforce. He is also the founder of Katama, an agency specializing in marketing, sales strategy, and customer success for small to medium-sized businesses, as well as Recipe, a digital marketing agency for rental event equipment companies. Uh, you're doing a lot of different cool things. It's a pleasure to have you. Anything else you would like to share with me or my audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive on in? No, that was a good intro. I appreciate that. All right. Well, why don't we start then with just talking about um, the why behind the book. I always like to ask authors, uh, it's, a, it's a labor of love. You put your heart and soul into these books. Um, why this book? Why now? Yeah, great question. So, you know, I've been in the talent management and leadership development career sort of um, advisory space for really my whole career. And uh, over the pandemic, uh, certainly everyone shifted to hybrid or at home uh, learning or at home, you know, communication, at home work. So, during that time, I saw an opportunity to write a book that I was really itch, itching to write my whole career with respect to that bucket list item, right? It's like, hey, I'd love to try to write a book um, and, and around some topic. And what I felt was good timing was that, you know, the way that companies hire and the way that they recruit and frankly, on the flip side, the way that, you know, the uh, new workforce, the Gen Zers or the millennials uh, go to market or, or try to find jobs is completely different, completely flipped on its head. So I wrote a book around that um, on what you need to do to 
brand yourself, go to market, prepare yourself to find that job, find that right career. And, um, you know, it was kind of a labor of love for a good year, 14 months and got published by a great publisher. And here we are. Yeah, that's fantastic. And like you said, I think this, um, this environment for Gen Z and younger millennial workers is a bit different. Uh, the playbook's a bit different uh, than previous generations. Uh, so I'd love to dive on into that a little bit more now. Uh, tell us a little bit about your process for putting this together and and really where you garnered your insights from, from the younger generations in terms of how they're approaching their careers. Sure. Yeah, so I've been in, like I mentioned, this space for almost you know 30 years. So working with large companies, growth companies, uh, mostly HR organizations, talent organizations, learning organizations, where learned a lot from those uh, business leaders on what they were looking for when they wanted to hire somebody. Like, you know, what's the profile? What type of person? And as as we, you know, as my company Core Access provided learning and development solutions, onboarding, new hire, we got a lot of interesting data and information on, you know, what was lacking on these new hires, right? It's like what skills were lacking, what behaviors, what, you know, sort of uh, what was their attitude, kind of cultural fit, all that good stuff. And then on the flip side, I'm a parent of three Gen Zers and surrounded by all of their friends, a strong network of people. And what I saw uh, in the market, frankly, was, you know, these kids in general, and I call them kids because I got three of them on my own, aren't prepared, aren't prepared for the workforce, right? They don't have those, you know, sort of uh, general um, soft skills or communication skills, or relationship skills, or, you know, really that tenacity or uh, the wherewithal to kind of prepare themselves to try to go get a job after they graduate from college. It's interesting, too, because the younger generation, I think, is approaching even their education differently. Uh, so finishing college and moving into the workforce is one segment, but you even have an increasing number of younger individuals who are choosing different options around professional development and preparing for their future careers. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit as well. Yeah, so it's not one size fit all, fits all, right? Like, you know, the the economy's changed, you know, the, the, the we call it the gig economy now. There's a lot of freelancers out there that you know, really good at certain uh, skills or certain roles or certain things that they are passionate about and like to do. So there's this convergence in the mar in the uh, workforce of, you know, companies trying to recruit the best and brightest. You have people that are hanging on shingle because they're like, you know, I don't want to go into an office every day to, you know, people now saying after, you know, the pandemic, hey, um, I want to do something different. I want to do something fun. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start my own business. So there's a lot of choices, decisions that everyone needs to make, you know, regardless of where they are in their career. But the book is really focused on that younger generation, kind of the Gen Z, you know, uh, millennials uh, who are trying to really not just get into the workforce for the first time, but then, you know, after they've been in a job for, let's say, three, four, five years, what are some of the things you need to think about to pivot, you know, uh, your career or maybe move in a different direction within the same company? Yeah, so let's explore that a little bit a little bit more then. What would you say are some of the, you know, if you were to list off, say, the top three to five approaches that uh, someone might use, uh, strategies they might utilize as they're trying to navigate these early career kinds of decisions? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to, John, what you and I take for granted are sort of the motherhood and apple pie, you know, sort of foundational skills or, or things you need to 
you need to have, which is, you know, you need to have a strong personal brand, personal work ethic, personal uh, approach or, or, you know, uh, focus on trying to find a job. It's just like anything else. It's, it's, it's a job to get a job as they say. So, you know, the basics are, uh, and the non-starters really are, you know, you got to have a resume and then your electronic resume or your online resume is LinkedIn. You got to have a great LinkedIn profile. You know, those have to be aligned. You have to have a, your personal value prop, in my opinion, like what's your elevator speech on if someone asks, Hey, what do you want to do? Or what are you looking to do? You got to have that, you know, right off the top of your head, you know, uh, explaining to someone, whether it's a friend of a friend or, or somebody that you're networking with, um, speaking of networking, 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 network, networking, you know, now's, you know, the time where LinkedIn didn't exist when you and I were getting our first jobs. Right. So now it's a different place. It's a different opportunity to kind of build your brand, build your network. Um, you know, you mentioned five things. I think a lot of it's also, you know, some of that tough love that I have in my book, which is, you know, that, um, you know, sort of that all the cliches of having tenacity, if you get hit, you know, get up, don't take no for an answer. If one door closes, another one opens all that stuff where, you know, you just got to be tenacious. You got to be resilient around trying to find that job. And it's hard because the way the system's built is if you apply for jobs, let's say through, a company website or through an ATS, you may get uh, blacklisted or or you might get um, ghosted and, and not responded to. So how do you work through those things? And what are some of the strategies to kind of get around that traditional process of trying to apply on an Indeed or a career builder or a monster or one of those ATS systems? Kind of how do you get right to the hiring manager? And, you know, the book, you know, provides some strategies on how to do that. Yeah, so let's unpack those. Uh, what what are some of those strategies would you uh, emphasize with younger uh, people trying to navigate? You know, a couple of tactics would be, you know, if you really, once you identify and you do research on the company or on the industry you want to work in. So let's say you want to work in life sciences and let's say you want to go into the office and you don't want a hybrid or a remote role. You identify, let's say, some pharmaceutical companies in Boston, for example. And there's some great ones, right? There's Takeda, there's, you know, um, startups, there's biotechs, there's, there's a lot of them here. And you go to their career pages and you see what job openings are there. Um, I'd go on the company job page and I go on the LinkedIn job page. From there, I try to figure out who the hiring manager is based on that role. And it's a little research. It's a little, you know, art and science to try to figure that out. But what I would do is I'd not only apply for the role on the careers page, um, but I would also go on to LinkedIn and connect with the person who the hiring manager is there and make that personal connection. Prior to that, I'd figure out, okay, if John might know, John Westover might know somebody at Takeda or Biogen, for example, maybe he'd be willing to make an introduction for me because I know him or I know somebody, an alumni or somebody he went to school with. So I think there's a lot of that tactical kind of research that you can do. Um, another tactic would be to follow the company on LinkedIn like some posts, um, figure out kind of who some of the leaders are in that organization and engage, right? Engage in, you know, some topics that you're interested in. And again, it's a, it's a process. It's a communication. It's, it's really demonstrating that you're really interested in that role and that, and that company and, and do it for a few of those. And hopefully, you know, you'll get an opportunity to, to have an interview. So that networking is key. And that's a hard thing. I, I found that, you know, I have um, six children, uh, four teenage daughters, my youngest, or excuse me, my oldest is a freshman in college. And I've noticed, you know, with with Gen Z 
individuals, oftentimes uh, they're not so keen on the idea of, of verbally communicating. So my daughter will, she'll text somebody. Um, she doesn't have any real problem doing that. But if I'm like, okay, you need to call this place. You need to do this and this. Uh, she really hesitates because it makes her nervous. Um, and I don't think that's unique to, to her. I, I think that's, that's something that I think a lot of individuals are struggling with and in, in just learning kind of that skill set around those interactions, uh, which translates into networking that, you know, most people don't like networking, uh, even if they are good around people and they, they um, are good communicators. Uh, but if you, if you have that extra kind of barrier, that extra nervousness around those interactions, it's going to be even harder, I think, to, to do that professional networking proactively. Uh, any suggestions for, for those listening who might be from this younger generation who, who are just thinking that just sounds like the worst, like trying to go out and consistently network uh, to prepare for their future opportunities? Yeah, again, um, not just your daughter. It's 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 a lot of you know young professionals, young young people uh, nowadays that have that that challenge. Or, you know, what I'll say in general is um, these quote unquote kids, young professionals, are digital natives. They they all grew up on their phone, right? So they're used to using this thing. And I would guarantee you that um, they watch videos. Um, some of them, I don't know if your daughter has done this, but they're on TikTok. And if you're on TikTok you're producing videos. Now they're funny videos, they're dance videos or other things. But what I would coach anyone on, whether it's my kid or someone else's, I'd say, look, you know, create a video, create a video testimonial of who you are, what you do, what you want to do, right? So you're not talking to somebody necessarily. Um, you're, you know, recording yourself. You can practice. Um, you can practice, you know, up here, down here. You can do a green screen. You can make it a fun one. And there are some ATS systems out there and some companies, you know, one company I'm advising now and working with is a company called Connect. And, um, you know, they actually have a really cool asynchronous video, what they call first impression video. And it's a first impression video. Hey, you know, I'm Mark Zides. Uh, I just graduated from, you know, this college. I'm really interested in XYZ. The reason why I'm reaching out to you today is because I understand you have a job role, job interview, and it's this. And like, you can do that through video. You don't have to necessarily make the personal connection yet. And you can send that out. So there's some platforms out there that you can use a tool like that, or you can do it on your own. And I think a hiring manager, if they got a video, a one minute video on who I am and why I want to work there, it's different, right? It's it's versus it's it's a lot personal touch versus a um an email, you know, introducing yourself or going through the ATS system. So that's a little creative. I'd also say, and I know this is a little long-winded on the flip side, once um a young professional is engaged in a conversation, a lot of these, a lot of the statistics that I'm learning is 92% of these um, young professionals don't send a thank you note. They don't send a thank you email. You and I would never, back in the old day, you know, we, we'd write one, right? We, we'd put in the mail. Nowadays, they don't even send a, an email thank you. I'd push that person if I were coaching them to say, why don't you send a video thank you? 30 seconds. Hey, John, great meeting you. Welcome the opportunity to work there. I learned a lot. You know, I'd love to. And that's just different because not everyone's doing it. First of all, you know, 92% aren't even sending a thank you letter or a thank you email. So if you are the one quote unquote student or kid that sends a video thank you, you're going to stand out from the rest. I guarantee it. But I think it's different. It's it's much different yeah. recruiting process than it than it has been in the past. And you got to stay up with the you got to stay yeah. up with the social platforms um, to make sure that your jobs are getting highlighted the right way. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those are great tips, great advice. I think every leader would be wise to listen. Uh, I know the playbook's changing. Um, You have to reach out and and connect with uh, workers, potential workers in different ways. And that may be uncomfortable, but you have to do it. And from the other side, uh, from the Gen Z worker side, I know it's a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, you, you have to do things maybe that are a little bit out of your comfort zone. Hopefully we can meet in the middle, get good people working for good companies, uh, providing great services to the market and everyone wins. That's uh, I think that's what we all hope for. Well, Mark, it has been a pleasure. I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up, I wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Sure. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for having me, John. It was an enjoyable to chat. So uh, people reach out to me in a couple of different ways. LinkedIn's the best way, obviously. Um, Mark Zides on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a website, markzides.com. Uh, you can purchase my book uh, on markzides.com, you know, through Amazon or other, any other platform. Download it, whether it's a audio book, which is what the Gen Zs, uh, you know, like to listen to, or uh, I have a lot of podcasts out there, which has some, hopefully some interesting information like the uh what we're sharing today and just in general uh you know what i'm doing now is i'm working in the talent management space and in the career building space and and i'm taking what uh, i did with the book where it was a bestseller last year on amazon and now i'm uh, i'm broadening things to hopefully a career coaching practice so uh i've built a course uh it's coming out next week on teachable and uh you know it's going to give um students uh or recent graduates, an opportunity to learn more about what it takes to, you know, certainly go to market personally and try to find the right career, try to find the right role. So I'm trying to expand myself, pay, pay it a little bit forward, give back to this uh, community of, you know, Gen Zers to kind of help them be the future work and, and the next generation of the workforce. So I'm excited to do that. Wonderful. Thank you, Mark. It has been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Mark and his team can do for you. Check out the book, The Pace process for early career success. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. They can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.